What's going on, guys? It's Mukai here with the Lions Den podcast, and today we're hanging out with KB Bola, crazy, you know, good MMA fighter. Uh, he's got a big fight coming up this Friday, Unified MMA. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy yeah. to be here, bro. Oh yeah, glad to have you here. So before we get rocking, you know, I gotta ask, man, what does KB stand for? Oh man, million <laughs> dude. Let's just say if we had name tags right now. This name tag would wrap like around my chest. It would go around, around my chest. KB stands for. You ready? I'm ready, man. Okay. You're not gonna even believe me. I'm 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 having a hard time. It stands for. Right it stands for Kanwar Ajit, Resham, Manmohan, Karamchand, Ritik Roshan. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh shit. You know what's the worst? Yeah. You know what's the worst part is that my brother's name is Kenny. Yeah, I know Kenny. <laughs> my dad's name's Tony. Oh. <laughs> and my mom's name's Pammy. So we had these immigrant East Indian parents that came over to Canada. They named one kid Kenny and then just to fuck over the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanraji, Tresham, Manmohan, Karamjan Singh, Ritik Roshan. Oh, fuck, dude. That's like a grocery list, man. Dude. Shit. They made up for everybody on that name. It's hard. They it's made hard. up for everybody on it's that name. It's hard growing up with that name. <laughs> Hey, listen, it's a good thing you can kick mad ass now, though. Nobody's making I think that's you. why I had to start kicking ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't go through the attendance list in grade one with fucking Betty, Andrew, yeah. Katie, Charlie, and Kanwarajit Singh, Manmohan, Karamchan Singh, Ritik. <laughs> I bet you just looked at it and said, hey, uh, can we call you something else? It's <laughs> the so worst, dude. I just put up my hand and be like, peasant. <laughs> dude that's killer man i like it man but what so give me some background on you man because I, I remember when i was still fighting uh i remember seeing you come up and then i was like where is this guy from like you had the crazy kicks right like because i remember you did a couple fights and then you got off the scene like what, what's your martial arts background man what, what, when did you start training oh i grew up i grew up with my background in in taekwondo nice and Great so art. um but to tell you the truth, like I always, like I, I did Taekwondo for a bit. And then my coach at the time, like he started fighting uh, in the MFC. And then as he started began preparing for MMA fights, yep. like I, I wanted to know what that was. So I got this generalist training, like since I was 14, like it was right. just dibble dabbling a bit and everything, but never having like a, an anchored root in one specific discipline. I, I learned the Taekwondo curriculum, but I was always just like generally exposed to mixed martial arts nice. since the age of like 13 to 14. Nice. Who's your coach? Like, which coach was it? Uh, my coach was this guy, it, unremarkable fighter. His name was, it was Mike Tubbs. <laughs> but like, he, was a, he was not a good fighter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But like, he just gave me that exposure at that age to, to, help, me, to help me become good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, usually, sometimes that's all it takes, man. You need somebody just to show you something. And then the rest is up to you because I find people think a coach needs to be this like grand uh, master who kicks everyone's ass and is like can do every move. But really, I, I find sometimes the best coaches are the guys who can just inspire you to be yeah. good. You know what I mean? It, well, the, this interesting thing about this coach was like that he, I don't think he inspired me to be good, <laughs> but uh, he just like he made my like growing up as a kid, like he yeah. made my life like hard like he taught me like the the value of like just toughness yeah the practices were were very um they're extremely hard man just like rigorous hard practices and at a young age as a young man growing up i think that 
that teaches you discipline. Big time, big time. But like, he was like, when I look back at it, like long story short, he was like a, he was an almost, I would say, abusive coach. I wouldn't want my kid <laughs> going Trading through that. Him. But it hardwired me to like, like have that in me later on. So now right. like I, I can be, I can have that mental discipline and tough, toughness. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you turned a, a bit of a gray cloud to, to, to find the silver lining in it. So exactly. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good thing, man. I think uh, I think uh, as long as you can find the good in something, that's always a a, a, a great way to come out of a situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So aside from martial arts, like what 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 else? Like what else have you done with your life, man? Like have you done any schooling? Like what like like what's your thing? I did do. I I went to so I went to university as soon as I got out of high school. I told my parents that um, I either wanted to get into medicine or like business or something. I just want. I just did some generalized. Uh, direction of where I wanted to go because yeah. everyone in high school was doing that and my heart though was in fighting my heart was always in fighting right and then uh, I went to university and then I did three years of my sciences degree and uh, I completely stopped three years in and then just focused on fighting I had a long talk with my parents I was like look like this is what I want to do yeah I started fighting completely dropped school for a bit and then went back to school, but this time was like, I don't want to do sciences anymore. So then I did my business degree. I got my Bachelor of Commerce in uh, Accounting and Finance. That's awesome, brother. And then, yeah, did, I did the education just to, to make them happy. Right. Like, Look, we got this piece of paper that says I can do something, but even now I feel like I don't even remember most of it. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're happy now. So now it's just, it's just I entirely focus on fighting. That's awesome, man. Like, that's great because um, um, you don't hear a lot of people who, who take the time to do that, you know, to say, well, this means a lot to my parents. And, you know, culturally, it, it's, it's, you know, you did something to make them happy. And then, you know, they got off your back. And then you were able to do exactly what you want to do with your time in your life. Right. That's dope, man. Well, the, dude, the funny thing was, was that once I got that degree, yeah, my dad was like, Gabe, why the fuck you are doing this degree? <laughs> You're a fighter. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dad. I was like, I was like, kind of like trying to piece it together. I'm like, what the fuck is my dad telling me right now? And then he's like, Kenny is a businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a fighter. You're not meant for this office bullshit. <laughs> and then I was like, I got a job at like a like a prestigious firm, and I was working there. And he saw me coming home every day, bringing work home. And he yeah. was like, one day he he saw me sitting there, and he was like. Gabby, fuck Ernst, fuck Young, fuck them both. You're not gonna do this bullshit. You need to fight, man. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then I was like, like I started like putting it together in my mind because every day I come back from work and I, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I go straight to train. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. That's good, man. And your then, your uh, dad should be a fucking motivational coach for every fighter, man. Fuck this, fuck that, go fucking fight. He was just like, dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He made it that simple. He yeah, was yeah. Like, just he was like, do what you're meant to do. Right. And right. then having your own father like sit you down and be like, you know, like I see it in you. You were meant to do this. Right. He's like, you're like you're make. I see it in you. You're making yourself miserable doing this every day. He's like, you have more to give back to the world, uh, doing what you're passionate about, right? Rather than like just having a a, a simple secure career existence job, whatever yeah with like this linear trajectory that's it's not even, it's not even up entirely with that a lot of the time yeah and it's yeah 
it's very much so like you have MMA, which is like the complete opposite of security and balance. And then you had like accounting and it was like, <laughs> holy shit, the most safe, boring existence in the right. world. And that's what drove me insane. Yeah. Was like, you are what you surround yourself with. The people oh, big you time, surround man. yourself with. And uh, I found myself on the day to day. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not these people. No, 100%, man. It's good. It's good you're able to see that because there's a lot of people who've forsaken what they're supposed to do in order to try and find, you know, whatever society deems a normal career and is safe. But really, man, I find even those career paths aren't necessarily safe because they're only safe as long as, you know, the, the organization you're working within is, is able to, to effectively execute what they need to do. But otherwise, like, especially in today's economy in Alberta, there's lots of businesses going out of business that were around for a while that you know where people thought they were safe and they're not safe anymore so i mean you might as well do whatever you like the thing that really drives you and fuels you right yeah yeah yeah, absolutely, yeah man and that's that's what you did that's where my headspace was at i was like i like that man i i was like i'm doing myself i'm doing my soul the biggest injustice by not giving this everything i got right and that's what it comes down to if i'm giving everything you got because i had a similar story to yours but the only difference is I, I dropped right out of school and never went back. Mm -hmm. That was the only difference. But I think it was because I was older because I remember looking at it and saying, man, I started martial arts when I was 23. And I was, really? I was like, yeah, I started late, man. I started oh, wow. so late. <laughs> I know. I fucked some shit up. I never worked on it. I started so late. So to me, I was like, okay, if I keep doing, uh, if I finish school, I'm not going to do this other thing effectively. You know? So I, I made a decision to say, okay, you know what? I got to stop school because uh, I'd already done three years. And I was like, fuck it, man. I got to stop school and I got to go this other direction. But I find it helped me, though, having that, um, that, that um, strategic kind of um, um, process kind of in my mind and being taught like a formal education. Because yeah. when you start like university and you're in your first year, second year, third year, it changes and it gradually gets harder and you have to learn different skills to get through it. Like you have to learn analytical skills, research, date, like everything. You have to learn everything. And I found it made fighting and navigating that world a lot easier for me. So all of a sudden, I had a strategic kind of mindset. I was analytical. I could look at things and make a good decision versus not being analytical and just making a, 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 an emotional decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, even in fighting, like, technically, I find it wired my mind differently to be like, I was able to look at martial arts technique and, and the reason I learned it so quickly and break it down into something else. You know, to go, okay, jab represents this, a cross represents that. And then it was more mathematics for me to go like one, twos, threes, fours, five, sixes. And then, you know, when mathematics goes from zero to nine and then double numbers, triple numbers, and I was using that as combinations. And then when you talk about more complex stuff, equations, shit like that, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it worked. And it, so I was able to grasp it quicker. Dude, your fight against uh, Adam Lin, that was a straight equation, dude. You put a, I was like, you're a straight up Tekken character in that. <laughs> that was a great Holy fight, man. Shit. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, man. I appreciate that. But you see, ironically enough, uh, I remember commentating on your fight versus Cody Kwan in the last Unified. And that, to me, man, that was a crazy fight because I remember seeing Cody Kwan come out of that fight and he was at the best I've ever seen him. Yeah, he came in great shape. He, he was in great shape. Like, the, he had lost weight. Like, he had to get, they hit the mark for the way in. He was in great shape. Like, physically, he was there. Technically, his technique was great. I remember he caught you with a couple great shots and he's a heavy hitter. So it was very good to watch, like, a young talented fighter fight a veteran who was at his best right yeah it was cool to like you said like fight him at his best yeah like, i really felt like 
he he brought it that camp and he he worked hard. Oh, he worked his ass he off. He came man. in. I'm like, damn, Cody's jacked. <laughs> he he trained for that fight, dude. I remember watching. And I was he like, yoked. yeah, because I remember looking at. It, I was like, I was like, I, I, at first I was like, yeah, you know, Cody Cron. He's you know he's a gamer and and you know you got a young up and comer. And and I thought it was gonna be like one of those where it's like you know okay it's 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 it's, it's the older gentleman fighting the younger guys. It's 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 in the bag. But when I saw him, I was like, holy shit, man. He came in. We've pissed. got a great fight here. <laughs> he was ready, man. And I remember, like, he caught you with some great shots. And that's, I find fights like that are the ones that make or break a fighter. Yeah. You know, to get, you get caught with some really heavy leather. And you get in a place where you have to decide what you're going to do next. You know, am I going to sh- back down from this challenge or am I going to step up and, and, you know, hit a home run? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. dude, you stepped up and hit a home run, man. That was a prolific fight. So hats off to you, man. Thank and, you, bro. And, and Thank you. So, so, so. After that win, like what what's next for you, man? What's going on? You got you got this crazy fight coming up against a UFC veteran, yeah. probably the toughest opponent you've ever fought. Like, what's that looking like, man? It's it's, it's one week away, you know, and, and and you're here. Like, what what's the deal with that? Well, we're taking on uh, Matt Dwyer yep. for the the middleweight championship. That's awesome. I mean, man. Matt himself, uh, like you said, you know, probably my toughest opponent to date. Yeah, he's uh, he possesses uh, an interesting challenge for me just because he's. Got similar physical dimensions, right? And he's got the he's got grit, toughness, tenacity. Uh, he's he's makes good use of his length, right? But um, I just think I'm, I just think I'm different. I think I'm different in the sense that, like, I don't think anybody can stop my vision right now. Like, I just feel <laughs> like, I just feel like I've hit a stride, and I have the momentum on my side, right? Like, there's. That snowball effect, man. Yeah, and it's just it's rolling for me. That's awesome, man. I find I find it interesting that you use the word vision. Like nobody can stop my vision. Like like what is your vision? Like how do you see this going for you? Like what's your goal with this whole MMA thing? Like I find a lot of people come at it with like uh, oh I'll get whatever I get kind of approach. Like what's your take on it? What's the vision? Well, my vision my my vision is that I want to be the best in the world. Like this is this is why I want to do it. You yes, know? I like that. Man. Like I I can't half-ass anything in my life right anymore at all like i always went through wondering like what could i do with this thing and then the results you got before with me they were still good yeah i was a good fighter but that was me like still in school like just being a kid right but now as a man like maturing and and thinking like you reach a stage where what do you want to do with your life and this is what i want to do i want to be a master at my craft yeah and i feel like as a fighter, like, I, I know I just possess that imaginative ability to just conjure this up and bring it, bring this vision to life. I know I can do it. I just yeah. gotta, I just gotta prove it now. And I'm excited to to be at that, that yeah. stage to just do it, just do it full force. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. And uh, <clears throat> you hit an interesting kind of point that when you talk about being a man versus being a boy, and I find there's lots of guys who can't make that uh, that transition. You know, to say like. We think that magically at 18, everyone becomes a man, you know, but it's really not the fact, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's good that you talked about being a man and making your own decisions and, and articulating your own vision to the world. And that's kind of what you want. And I, I find that's, that's rare, it, it, especially in MMA fighters, fighters across the board, actually. I mean, I find a lot of people are, are doing it just because, you know, maybe that's all they have, you yeah. know, whereas you gave up something to go pursue this and they don't have a vision attached to it. They just have like you know a fight by fight basis, or oh, I just want to get in the UFC. You know, it's like well, that's not really a vision. That's like 
the beginning of another journey. You know, if you, if you just want to get in the UFC, what happens when you get in the UFC? I think that you that's like I mean? the same as like people that say like you just want to get your black belt or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what? It's like you're you're not you're missing the point. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like we're involved in like the most like brutal sport in the world. So I understand like when people have like uh, I guess like a half-hearted aspiration. But if you're gonna do something like this, yeah, then you have to approach it with with the respect that it deserves right and it deserves your full attention what's up man i like I, that i think that as a as a kid like i was talented um but i always relied fell back on my talent and now the difference is is that mentally like i'm valuing the hard work right like i'm seeing the work the amount of like true dedication it takes to like make like what what does greatness require right you know and it requires like oh man, it requires a lot of sacrifice like you don't i don't i haven't seen my friends in months yeah like you know like yeah. relationships fall apart like yep. you 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 really like have this sport becomes what you're what you're married to like it's it swallows <laughs> up my my married to the game it swallows up my my whole mind my soul yep. my body i have to give it everything i have yeah and no. like it breaks you sometimes man it really does it's hard i hear you man but, but I, I think i think the reason it's like that is because for you like you said it's a vision it's a mission it's 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 a life goal you know what i mean and i find once you have a life goal usually it does take you you know by the by the reins like that and it leads you somewhere and and you understand what's important and what's not important mm -hmm. you know like the other day i was talking about like specificity being specific with your intent you know and i find a lot of people aren't specific to go if you're you know there's people who may be as talented as you are but there's a lot of distractions that come up and because they're not you know eyes on the prize and know what the goal is it's very easy to kind of go off to the left or to the right or whatever direction where your, your distractions in it because you don't have a, a clear vision set up. You're not specific about your intent. You know, and I find, like you said, you have to sacrifice things. And people don't understand the, 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 the concept of sacrifice, you know, to say, like, things cost something and cost isn't always money. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to sacrifice a relationship. You have to sacrifice hanging out with your friends, you know what I mean? And, and that's great, man. That's fucking, that's, that's awesome. It's like, it comes down to, for me, it was, yeah. I had to ask myself, like, what in life like in life you're gonna suffer but like right. what are you willing to suffer for right and life, if it's yeah. if it's like that desk job that's secure and cushioning and helps you provide money for your family which all glory to you i, I respect that too yep. but is it something else do you have something grander for yourself in store right like a bigger vision for yourself like are you are you are you asking for more from yourself and from the world or or are you just getting by with what people or the world decides to give you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. I think uh, it's a great philosophy, and I think you're going to go far with that. Now, having put that into perspective now, like, you've come a long way in a very short time, mm -hmm. relatively. You know, like, and it's, it's interesting to, 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 now it makes sense. Because before I was always like, I remembered you being like the young guy who kind of had a fight or two, disappeared, came back and just started crushing dudes. You know, and now you're at the point where you're one of the, the, you know, the most talked about fighters in the country. You know what I mean? Not just the problem, like in the country. Like I remember reading an article where, you know, people were discussing whether you're one of the, the top unsigned prospects in the country. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and it's a relatively short time that took you to achieve that. Like, like what's, how does that feel, you know, to go from being like, you know, 
for example, 14-year-old KB, you know, training with, yeah. I forget the dude's name because that dude sounds like an asshole. Dude's you know? an asshole. <laughs> training with that asshole, you know, and, and, and then, you know, here you are today. You know, like, like, like what, what, what's the feeling that comes with that, you know, and, and, and you know, what, what's next? I, you know, if I, if I self-reflect and I, I, think about, I think about the growth, then I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud to look yeah. back on myself and see the, the, the growth that I've made. But I don't get, like, I don't want to get too attached to any, like, like, little mini successes that I may be having. Right. Because I feel like you get attached to the little bits of success and then you don't want to grow anymore. You get complacent, you know. Right. I find my, I find my the, the darkest part of my mind is with two weeks after winning a fight and I'm sitting there in a Dairy Queen with, like, three poutines in my mouth. <laughs> On the side with like a couple blizzards, and on, then I look around and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's my third time I'm here today." <laughs> today, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, what am I? Doing? Three times in a day. Like, what am I? Doing? <laughs> You're like the Dairy Queen champ, like, too. Jeez, man. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Get hit with a credit card statement, and it's like just Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen, Dairy uh, Queen. Dairy that's Queen. priceless. Man. You're like, making up a lost time out here. No, no, no. I'm like, I need to get out. I'm like, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this bubble, and then that's when you get back to training. Yeah, yeah. That's but good you, though, man. That's good. You, you can navigate that, right? Because I find that's where a lot of fighters suffer. You know, they suffer in 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 in, in sacrificing the little things because you get addicted to celebration. Yeah, man. You yeah. know, like like it's it's easy to say, "Well, fuck, I just knocked the guy out in like inside of one or two rounds." Like I can I can I can eat as much Dairy Queen as I want. You know what I mean? You know, I can have a couple drinks. I can stay out a little bit late, and then two months later, you're like, "Holy For shit!" For a bit, you can, but like you can't. Yeah. Like when you reach that that sad state, when you look inside the Dairy Queen and like the fat people are looking at you weird. <laughs> Like, because they see you, like, they know that you've been here, like, fucking four times this week. Yeah, then yeah. you got to be like, yo, I had to check myself. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, weird. You got, like, I got to think got this strawberry over. strawberry cheese quake dribbling down your head. <laughs> it's like, no, this oh, is Oh, don't bad. kill me, dude. Bad, That's priceless, bad. man. Shit. Hey, you have, like, now you know where to take this motherfucker. You're going on a date or something. Oh, man. Dairy Queen, you're waiting on that. There you go. That's dope, man. But, there like, you go. So advice you give to young up and coming fighters, because now like I find I find it's good to give back, and you're in a position where people look up to you now, and, and as they should, like you've done a lot for yourself in in, in a relatively short time, you know, and and it, it, with this trajectory, like personally, I see you being like one of the top fighters in the world inside of you know three to five years if you stay on the trajectory, because I mean like. You know, you have the characteristics. You got the height. You got the reach. You got the martial arts acumen. You know, I mean, you've got the drive and determination. You've got the direction. You know, so like, what's some advice you'd give some young up and comers to kind of like, you know, KB's call notes on how to get to, uh, the, to 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 like the next stage of your of your fight career? I think um, that's a good question. Yeah, I have great questions. You know, I I coach, and then I look at like a lot of the guys that I coach, and I coach primarily from a technical perspective. Yeah. But now, like, because I never really had that combative wisdom but now like when i look at my students now i want to tell them that like you know don't be fearful of losing and yeah. failure because i think that's the biggest hindrance we have um as, as fighters is that oftentimes we get overly attached to the concept of, of winning and losing and then we forget the the attributes that it requires to be a winner Ah, creativity, yes, yes, yes. discipline, um, your imagination, yep. your that 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 sense of flow, that that feeling of like when you think about yourself in the gym and your best performance in the gym you have, it's never the days where you're like coming into the gym thinking about like 
if you're gonna get your ass kicked or not. It's about right. like when you're just things are flowing, the technique is flowing, right? And like focus on that. Yeah. And whether wins and losses come, don't get overly. Don't think that you are your record. Right. Um, think about what it takes to win. That's easy coming from a guy who's undefeated, dude. But like, <laughs> I always, I always growing growing up, I got so caught up in in yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. about that record. Yeah. And then like, when I had that hiatus from MMA and I started competing more and more in jujitsu. Yeah. Like, man, I lost a lot. Yeah. So like, in my head, like, I'm not undefeated. Like, right. I, man, I get my butt kicked in the gym by my yeah. teammates. Like. All the time, but yeah. like, my coach is putting me through the ringer all the time. So I'm by no means like attached to the idea of being this undefeated fighter. Yeah, yeah. Like I face defeat every day. Dude, that's great to hear, man. Because like, like most people don't look at it like that. Most people, yeah. like, yeah. Because uh, and I'm, I, I like that you put it like that because I, 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 I when I was coaching, I, I tell, I'll tell people the same thing. They say, listen, like losing is a part of of winning because the more you lose off the mat like the actual mat in the ring or whatever, the ring or the cage, the more you're going to be able to win in the cage. You know what I mean? They say like, yeah. and, and I like that you put it that way to go like everyone, every, like you're always challenging yourself in your practice and your training, you know, and, and and you lose in there, you know? And and to me, I find like when you lose in any situation, you're not given a, a scenario where you can look at what made you lose, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and come up with a takeaway. So to go, for example, if you get, if I'm getting caught in arm bars a lot, you can figure out how to never get caught in that again. Yeah. And you never have to worry about it. But you have to get caught in it a bunch of times. Triangle chokes, whatever. Getting caught with white crosses or whatever. I got to deal with that. Move my head, whatever. So I, I like that you, you kind of spoke about that, man. Because I think a lot of people get stuck on the old never going. Uh, and then it becomes more of a crush versus that outlook where it's like, listen, the old is unimportant to keep. It's like I, I, I need to win and lose in, in different environments mm -hmm. in order to continue winning in this other environment. That's dope, man. You just own it, right? Like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Own your, your defeat. Right. In practice, the hard thing to do, I think, is if you own it in the ring or the cage, because yep. then it's on stage in front of everyone. Everybody gets to and see we have it, the, yeah. we have the cruelest fans in the world. Where like oh yeah, MMA people, fans are brutal, man. People like to just <laughs> people like to rip apart a fighter to bits. MMA fans are the worst, man. To build them up yeah. and then tear them down. Yeah, tear them right the fuck down. But That's if you dope, can man. own it and be like, this is why this happened, and I can do this to work on it then you can allow yourself to grow. So, you know, to to people coming up, just keep that fire burning by having like a a focus on on the mastery of your art rather than the the record that you possess. Because that's what people will remember you by. Right. How good you, you know? look. Yeah, and, and that's that's interesting, man, because like uh, what the one thing you talked about, you talked about the Adam Lynn fight I had. Like, I mean, I've won and lost a ton of fights. Like I've lost some fights as a Muay Thai fighter, I've lost some fights as an MMA fighter. But you're right, man, every time I run into people, they always talk about certain great fights they saw me have. And and some people talk about that made them want to do martial arts, that made them want to do this, whatever. And and I, that gives me a lot of joy, man. You know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I never worry about losing. So yeah, man, that's dope. Dude, you look like uh, Bruce Irvin in Tekken, the Muay Thai guy. <laughs> Man, I'm I, I before K drill, I didn't have a striking coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I taught myself a lot of stuff. Just How to put it together, YouTube yeah, yeah. and Tekken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I just I would just sit in the basement shadow boxing. I yeah. watched the Adam Lynn fight, and I'm like, oh my god, he just dang, bang, <laughs> the knees. Oh, don't get elbows, me hyped, man. Don't get me hyped. Art of eight yeah, limbs yeah, yeah. On, on full display. So you know, like Thank seeing you, that, like that, I like Thank watching you, fighters like Thank you. you fight because it was Thank like you, you had you. that the. That imagination. Yeah. It wasn't like. Yeah. It wasn't like you, a. Brother. 
I you know what man? I hate watching fighters that are like blankets and they just kind of yeah like... they're boring. That's the one thing I dislike is being a boring fighter. And and, and thank you for that. But uh, yeah, creativity and 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 using imagination is huge. And uh, ultimately, I think it's about self-expression. Express yourself yes. and and and, yeah. and showcase what you've learned. And and it's good that you like training with Kedro, man. That guy's a great, great, great striking coach, great pad holder, great guy to have in your corner as 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 as, as a man who's you know. Uh, 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 helping you, you know, get from point A to point B. So, definitely wish you best of luck in all your upcoming stuff. Thank and you, man. Uh, yeah, man, looking forward to watching you kick some ass on Friday. Thank you, brother. Thank all you. All right, so brother, much. thanks for coming through. No worries. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure, brother. Thank you. <laughs>